Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve sallallahu ve barik. Alel aşrafı anbiya ve mursilin. Nebiyyil Muhammed. Ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve selleme teslimen kathira. Ama ba'd. Hayakumullah elhamdülillah. This is the third sitting. But we're still discussing some of the masail, some of the affairs and the issues connected to this hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Man yuridillahu bihi khayra yufaqihu fiddin. That whoever Allah was good for, he gives him understanding in the religion. And we've discussed previously, in the first gathering we discussed the affair of the um, fadl of ilm itself. The virtue of knowledge in of itself. I will discuss in relation to the virtue of knowledge, the affair that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ascribed knowledge to himself. And he has ascribed the affair of knowledge and the fadail of ilm and the benefits of knowledge with himself. Likewise, this is an affair that he bestowed subhanahu wa ta'ala upon his anbiya wal mursali. He gave them knowledge, bestowed upon them knowledge. And no doubt this is something which was praiseworthy that he gave to them. And likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised the ulama, the people of knowledge. And so, just due to, by virtue of the fact that Allah ta'ala has ascribed knowledge to himself, he's given knowledge to the uh, anbiya wa mursaleen, and he has praised the ulama, the people of knowledge, we understand that knowledge in of itself and in its essence is something which is praiseworthy and carries virtue. And in the previous sitting, we discussed the affair specifically related to fiqh fiddeen and the understanding of the kalima fiqh, the understanding of the word fiqh, and that it is not fiqh as in fiqh fil ahkam only, and the furu' fiddeen, the affairs that branch off from the deen. Rather, the fiqh, the greatest affair in fiqh is the affair of fiqh al-akbar the greater understanding which is the affair of tawheed wal-iman and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best now so we begin by mentioning the next point here which is fadl al-rihla fi talab al so it's the virtue of traveling for the sake of seeking knowledge And so, he mentions, طلب العلم عمر عظيم حث الله عليه في القرآن وحث عليه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وقبل ذلك أخبر الله أن موسى رحل عليه الصلاة والسلام في طلب العلم وإذا قال موسى لفتاه لا أبرح حتى أبلغ مجمع البحرين أو عمد الحقبة حقبة and so Talib al-Ilm is an affair which is of great virtue and the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has praised it and encouraged it and before all of that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us of the affair of Musa alayhi salam in his affair of Talib al-Ilm. I remember Musa mentioned to the young boy, to the young boy, that I will not give up until I reach 
the meat of the two seats, i.e. the affair or the passing of many years. I, this is a, this affair in which Musa salam had the azima, the determination to go out to seek knowledge. كان في مجلس من مجالس بني إسرائيل فسأل رجل من أعلم الناس قال هل هناك أعلم منك قال لا فأوحى الله إليه بلى عبدنا خضر وقص الله هذه القصة في القرآن وقصها الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم النبي كلمة الله وأوحى إليه التوراة فيها الحدى والنور لما عرف عن عند غيره من العلم ما ليس عنده قال لا أبرح حتى أبلغ مجمع البحرين أو عمدي الحكوبة So this is the affair of Musa alayhi salam when he was in the majlis in the sitting from the gathering of Bani Israel and so a man asked him who is the A'lam al-Nas, who is the most knowledgeable of the people. And he said to him, Hal hunaka A'lam minka? Is there anyone that is more knowledgeable than you? Call la. He said, no. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to him, rather, our servant Khidr, and Allah Ta'ala mentions the qissa of this individual in the Quran. And the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu mentions this qissa, the story as well. And so he's a Nabi. Yani Musa Alayhi a Nabi that Allah Ta'ala has spoken to and revealed to, and revealed the Torah to him, in which was guidance and nor light. And so when it had been, had been revealed to him and came to know that there was someone more knowledgeable than him, he said, I will not suffice or give up until I reach the part of the meeting of the two seats or the passing of many years. So, and so Musa alayhi salam traversed by walking, walking upon his feet. He did not have any vehicle to carry him. He did not have any um any horse to traverse upon. He walked upon his feet. <coughs> and he travelled for the sake of knowledge. He heard of an individual that had more knowledge. And so he traveled for the sake of that ilm. فَلَوْ أَذَلَّ نَفْسَهُ مِنْ أَجْلِ الْعِلْمِ فَهَذَا إِزْزُنْ لَا تَذُلْ نَفْسَكَ لِأَجْلِ الدُّنْيَا إِنْدَ أَعْضَمَ النَّاسِ لَا تَذُلْ نَفْسَكَ لَكِنْ لِأَجْلِ الْعِلْمِ تَوَادَ وَتَعَدَّ وَأَذَلَّ نَفْسَكَ لِأَنَّهُ أَعْلَى شَيْءٍ وَبِهِ تَعَلَّوْ إِنْدَ اللَّهُ and so, 
he mentioned that Sheikh 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 Rabi Ghazwata mentioned. And if a person humbles themselves, then let them humble themselves for knowledge. For no doubt this is an affair that brings about honor. And you should not humble yourself for the sake of the dunya. Or you should not humble yourself for the sake of the dunya. In the Adam and Nas, with the greater of the people, do not humble, do not humiliate yourself and lower yourself for the dunya. However, a person should humble themselves and have humility for ilm, for knowledge, and have and adorn themselves with righteous mannerisms. And this is a true hum a person bringing himself and humbling himself for knowledge. And this is something we reflect upon. The Sheikh mentions this affair of humbling himself for knowledge in reflection of the actions of Musa alayhi salam. Musa alayhi salam was from the prophets that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to directly. <coughs> Musa alayhi salam was from the prophets that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a book to the Torah. Musa alayhi salam was about the one that Allah revealed the Huda guidance to. But when he discovered, Naam alayhi salatu salam, when he discovered that there was an individual that had more knowledge than him, then he found that no doubt, by way of this, he humbled himself and traversed to seek that knowledge. And so the Shaykh measured that ilm is the ghaya. The ilm, knowledge, is the ghaya, this is the aim, this is the goal. And the knowledge, in order to warn the people and call the people, a person must adhere to ilm al nafi, beneficial knowledge. And ta'alam al ilm wajhillah, and study for the sake of Allah, seeking the face of Allah. And the Shaykh he goes on to say, وَقَدْ كَانَ النَّاسِ بِأَحْدِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمُ يَرْحَلُونَ مِنْ أَنْحَاءِ جَزِيرَةِ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمُ كَمَا جَاءَنَا فِي تَارِيخِ وَفِي سُنَّةِ رَحَلَ وَفْتِ عَبْدُ الْقَيْسِ وَسَعَلُ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمُ فَأَجَابَهُمْ بِالتَّوْهِيدِ وَالصَّلَاةِ وَغَيْرُهَا and so you find as well that this was also an affair that occurred in the time of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu That you would find individuals traveling from different lands towards the Prophet Sallallahu <coughs> asking him questions and seeking understanding in the affair of deen. And then an example of that was a group from the tribe of Abdul Qais. And so they came and asked the Nabi Sallallahu some questions. And so he answered them with answers of Tawheed and Salah and other than that. إِلَيْهِ إِبْنُ الْحُذَلِ وَسَعَلَهُ عَنِ الشَّرَاعِ الْإِسْلَامِ likewise, the example of Daman Ibn Thalaba Al-Hudali 
in which he came to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and asked him about Tawheed and asked him about Islam and legislations of Islam. And the Messenger وسلم, answered, upon, answered upon that. وَرَحَلَ مَالِكْ إِبْنَ حَوَارِيفِ وَرَحَلَ النَّاسِ مِنْ أَنْهَاءَ جَزِيرَةَ إِلَى رَسُولِ الْكَرِيمِ يَتَعَلَّمُونَ مِنْهُ الْعِلْمِ وَالْفِكْ فِي الدِّينِ وَيَعُودْ كُلُّ وَاحِدْ إِلَى كَوْمِهِ يُنْذِرُهُمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمْ مَالِكْ إِبْنَهُ حَوَارِيثِ نعم أقام هو والشباب معه يعني شبابا أياما فلما رآهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أنهم قد اشتقوا إلى أحاليهم وكان رؤوفا رحيما عليه الصلاة والسلام فقال لهم ارجعوا إلى أهليكم وعلموهم وإذا حانت الصلاة فليعذل أحدكم وليؤمكم أكبركم وصلوا كما رأيتموني أصلين نعم أنت we have the narration. Now we have the narration of Malik ibn Hurith. Or, or ibn Huwayrith, I found. Malik ibn Huwayrith. And he had a group of Shabab with him. Adad ibn Shabab with him. And they stayed for a period of 20 nights. And you had that these individuals traveled from a land to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, in order to learn from him and benefit from the ilm and fiqh fi deen, understanding in deen. And then they would go back to their land, they'll go back to their lands and teach them. And so these individuals stayed for the period of 20 nights this Shabab, this youth. And when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, saw that they had stayed for this period of time, and it was clear that they may be longing to see their families of this period of time, this long period of time. By way of his kindness towards them and his mercy towards them, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he mentions, Return to your family and teach them. And if the time of the salah approaches, then one of you should call the adhan, and the oldest of you should lead the should lead you in salah and pray as you as if you as you have seen me pray. So this last sentence here, this last statement of the Messenger of Allah is the statement which is well known. Naam, the statement of the Nabi alayhi salatu wassalam, where it says, Sallu kama ra'aytamuni asalli. Pray as you've seen me pray. And this is the, the basis behind a lot of the books of uh, Sifat al-Salah. The books relating to the description of the prayer. Because the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi he commanded for the people to pray as they seen him pray. Naam, however, this is the kissa, this is the story behind this narration. This is the full narration. 
فرجعوا إلى قومهم وهم لا يعرفون كيف يصلون فعلموهم الصلاة وكانوا يصلون بهم and so they returned to their people نعم and these individuals from their people did not know how to pray and so they taught them how to pray and they would pray with them and نعم وهكذا كل وافد يفد إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال مجموعة أو أفراد كل واحد يرجع إلى قومه يقول إني رسول إني رسول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وأرسل رسول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم معاذا إلى اليمن وأبا موسى رضي الله عنهما لتعليم الناس وتفكيههم لأن معاذا أصله من اليمن وأبا موسى من اليمن وأرسلهم إلى أشيرتهم ليعلمونهم دينهم ولينذرهم قومهم إذا رجعوا إليهم لعلهم يحضرون هذه آية فصل التفسيرين and so you have the different groups and different large groups of people would go and travel to the Messenger of Allah and you may find that there may be large groups there may be a majmua or even individuals traveling to him and then they would return back to their people and they would say that I am a messenger of the Messenger of Allah I, I have this speech I have taught I've been taught and learned something from the Messenger of Allah and you have no doubt the affair of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sending Mu'ad ibn Jabal to Yemen and Abu Musa to Yemen to teach the people and to give them understanding in their deen and Mu'ad his asr is from Yemen and Abu Musa his asr was from Yemen they were both Yemen in their asr both originally from Yemen and so it's well known no doubt from the hadith of uh, Ibn Abbas in the in the Katatikum Ahl Kitab, Falikul Oma Taduhum Ilaish Hadi Allah ilahilullah. Naam. It's well known from that hadith that indeed you're going to people the book. So the first when you call them to the shahad of La ilaha illallah. It's well known from this hadith that uh, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi said Mu'ad ibn Jabal to Yemen. However, along with Mu'av, he also sent Abu Musa al-Ash'ari to Yemen as well. And what we understand is that both of them were originally from that land. And so they were sent there. And Shaykh Rabi' as well, he mentioned in another place that they were sent as du'at as well as leaders and judges. So the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi Sent them, to, sent them to call the people to Tawheed and establish the affair of Tawheed first and foremost but also to be judges upon the people and to be rulers and what we understand from this as well from this narration and other narrations in relation to Mu'ad and Abu Musa is that the messenger of Allah sallallahu chose them and specified them to do this, to perform this action of da'wah and to 
uh, be, be judges upon the people, rulers upon the people, over them, in Yemen. And so what we understand from this is that a person should not seek this for themselves. Now, an individual should not seek this for themselves. Rather, what they should do is, <coughs> if they are asked to do it and they believe they are able to do, it, do so, they fulfill the request. However, it's not befitting for a person to seek position for themselves. Now, and so the message of Allah sent them, and he sent them and he mentioned, and then Allah mentioned the ayah also, in order that you warn your people when you return to them, and you hope that they take heed and take that warning. And a tafsir of this ayah, there's two tafsirs for this ayah. Naam. Meaning, the first is that not all the people go out and traverse in order to fight jihad. <coughs> so some of them, Naam, you have a group that may go to fight jihad, and you have some of them that remain in order to have understanding and fit with deen. And they were made in order to seek knowledge. And this is the afdal of jihadin. And this is, the, this is the best of the two jihads, the one that seeks the knowledge. Now, and it's, it's not befitting that just one individual goes out to do one action. And then you have the second, which is the statement of Hassan. When we say Hassan, referring to who? Hassan who? Al-Basri. Al-Basri. Hassan al-Basri. The Hadha Tafakr fi wal-Indhar raja' ila firqatil nafira ma'ana halla nafar firqa liyatafakkahu ay liyatabassaru bima yarihim Allah min al-Zuhur ala mushrikeen wa nasr al-Deen وَلْيُنْذِرُوا قَوْمَهُمْ مِنَ الْكُفَّارِ إِذَا رَجَعُوا إِلَيْهِمْ مِنَ الْجِهَادِ And the second is that it's a call for the people to take this understanding, all individuals take understanding in fiqh fiddin and return to their people and warn them once they return to them. Meaning, would these groups not go back and warn the people? I seek understanding indeed and then warn them. I seek insight in this affair for what Allah Ta'ala has made clear and manifest on the affair of the Mushrikeen and to bring about aid for them against the Mushrikeen. And so finally, for Shaddha Rihal, Amr al-Mashru'a. So finally we understand that taking and, and traversing in a journey is an affair which is legislated. And this is something which occurred in the time of the Messenger of Allah. And as you found that people would traverse towards him from different lands in order to learn from the Messenger of Allah the affairs of the deen. Abdullah wa Abu Ayyub 
كل واحد منهم رحل شهرا من أجل حديث واحد أبو أيوب وردوا عنه رحل إلى مصر من أجل حديث واحد ذهب إلى أكبا ابن عامر يذكره هذا هذا الحديث هو سمع الحديث لكنه يريد أن يتأكد هل ضبطه أو لم يضبطه سبحان الله So then we have the example or two examples example of Jabir Abdullah radiallahu anhuma and then the example of Abu Ayyub both of them traveling for the period of one month for the sake of one hadith so we have Abu Ayyub radiallahu anhu who traveled to Misr who traveled to Misr, the land of Egypt for the purpose of one narration, one hadith so he traveled to Uqba ibn Amir in order to remember or remind himself of a hadith he had heard the hadith however he wanted to <coughs> confirm that which he had heard previously he wanted to confirm the precision of what he had heard previously. So he traveled for a period of one month to confirm a hadith he already heard. This shows, no doubt, the ihtimam and the inayah, the importance, the ihtimam, the importance and the concern that the Salaf had for the narrations and for the haqq in of itself. Because you think about a person traveling and you think he's going to travel, he's going to sit with the shirk, he's going to finish this book, finish that book and whatever else. And then you think that a person, he travels even a long distance to hear one hadith, to, to memorize one hadith. And even that's amazing in and of itself. And then you hear this example where it's a narration that he's heard anyway and he still travels for the purpose of listening to that narration to make sure that it's the narration as he had heard it. He didn't suffice with how he heard it. And just due to the fact that he had some doubt in how he heard it, he made the journey traveling for one month in order to be sure of that which he was narrated to him. And then the Shaykh mentioned this. Under the Lajjid fi tahsil al-ilm شد الرحال على بعير في ذلك الوقت من أجل أن يستذكر هذا الحديث. He has looked at the the serious affair, or how it was taken seriously, the the affair of gaining and attaining knowledge. He traversed upon his horse in that time, in order for him to learn from this hadith. And he came to the Amir, وقال تلوني على فلان أبا أن يدخل عند الأمير حتى أوصله إلى صاحب الحديث أقبى ابن عامر فسألوه عن الحديث وعمسك زمام الناقة ورجع لا غرض له إلا أن يسمع هذا الحديث يسمع ويعود ما لحقته جائزته إلا وهو في العريش Naam. And so he came 
And he came to the Emir. And he said to the, to the leader of the land, he said, direct me towards Fulan. And he refused to enter upon the Emir until he reached the Sahib of the Hadith, Abu Akbar al-Amr. And so he asked him about the Hadith. And then he took his cattle, his, his ba'ir, his ramaq, uh, the chikamu, and returned. So he asked after he heard the hadith. Because he, he had achieved what he sought for. He did not go to that land for any purpose except for that hadith. As soon as he heard the hadith, he took his, he, he took his riding beast and started to return to where he came from. As soon as he heard the narration. ibn Abdullah Abdullah ibn Unais min ajl hadithun wahid. And likewise, you have the you have the Jabir Abdullah as well, who travelled, who travelled to Sham, the land of Sham, and he travelled to Abdullah ibn Unais for the purpose of listening to one hadith. Naam. So the Shaykh mentions. فيا أيها الشباب عليكم بهذا الميراث ميراث النبوي النبوة لأن العلماء ورثة الأنبياء من سلك طريقا يطلب فيه علما سلك الله به طريقا من طرق الجنة وإن ملائكة لتدع أجنحتهم أجنتها لطالب العلم رضا بما يصنع إذا أخلصت لله وأردت وجه الله بهذا العلم وتفكر في الدين ونفع نفسك إنقاذها أولا ثم نفع من تستطيع أن توصل إليه هذا الخير وهذا الهدى وهذا الفك بهذا النية الصادقة تيسر في الطريق إلى الجنة الملائكة تدع أجنحتها لك توادعا واحتراما وتقديرا رضا بما تصنع لأن الملائكة يحبون الله ويحبون كل ما يحبه الله والعلم يحبه الله لأن العلم هذا ألمه وأوحاه إلى رسله لبيان ما يسعد الناس في الدنيا والآخرة وما يجنبهم الشقاء وهذا عمر محبوب عند الملائكة تضع لك أجنحتها رضا بما تصنع نعم and so the sheikh he mentioned here as, as advice that the shabab the youth upon you is this affair of mirah upon you is to take from this affair of mirah this, this affair that you will inherit and it's the mirah for nabu' Is a miraf of prophecy, the heritage of prophecy. Why? Because the ulama are the wealth to the anbiya. The ulama are the inheritance of the prophets. And then the Shaykh he mentions the narration that whoever traverses upon a path seeking knowledge, then now Allah will make the path, the paths to Jannah, easy for him. And indeed, the malaika, the angels, will lower their wings in pleasure 
with what he is doing. I saw the Shaykh, he mentions it, Shaykh Rabi'ah, if you have a sincere intention and you want the face of Allah by way of this knowledge and understanding in deen and you want to benefit yourself and free yourselves, protect yourselves first and foremost and benefit that which you're able to benefit from good and guidance then upon you is understanding fiqh and deen with this intention with this truthful intention <coughs> making it easy to attain and to reach the path to Jannah and the malaika the angels will lower their wings in humility and respect and pleasure before that which you are doing. For indeed the malaika, they love Allah. And they love everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. And ilm, no doubt is something that Allah loves. For indeed this is the knowledge that Allah ta'ala has taught and revealed to his messengers. As a means of clarifying that which, will, that which will bring about happiness for mankind in the dunya and the akhirah. And that which will be a means of them staying away and avoiding wretchedness. And so this is an affair which is beloved to the angels. And due to that, they lower and place down their wings in pleasure with that which you have done. Naam. وَإِنَّ الْعَالِمْ لِيَسْتَغْفِرُ لَهُ كُلُّ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى الْحِيْطَانُ فِي الْبَحْرِ And also, the go to Shaykh goes to mention as part of the narration, and even, and indeed the alim, Everything will seek forgiveness for him, even the wells and the creatures within the sea. Because he's an individual that is benefiting the people. And even the animals benefit from him, the alim. Why? Because he, he makes clear and he clarifies that which is halal and haram also in relation to the animals. Ma'am, the haywanat. And what does this relate to something that we discussed previously? What does this relate to? Something that we discussed previously. Ihsan. Ma'am. Why? Now, so we mentioned Ihsan, a person Ihsan, first and foremost Ihsan towards his Lord. Now, the good action towards, in relation to his Lord, as Likewise, 
Sad. Naam, with the individual people, mankind, as well as Ihsan with the animals, the Baha'im. And all of these affairs of Ihsan are in need of knowledge. So, no doubt, the Alim benefits mankind by way of teaching the people the way of Ihsan and benefits the animals as well by way of teaching the people of Ihsan towards the animals. Naam. Then we go on to mention this affair of Laksam and Nas for Intifat with him. That the different types of people that are in relation to the benefit of knowledge, those that benefit from the knowledge. What Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, كَمِفْرِ الْغَيْثِ كَثِيرٍ أَصَابَ الْعَرْضَ فَكَانَ مِنْهَا نَقِيَّةٌ قَبَلَتْ سَلْمَاءٌ فَأَنْبَتَتْ كَلَأٌ وَعُشَبٌ الْكَثِيرٌ وَكَانَ مِنْهَا أَجَادِبٌ أَمْسَكَتْ الْمَاءُ فَنَفَعَ اللَّهُ بِهَا النَّاسُ فَشَرِبُوا وَسَقُوا وَزَرَعُوا وَأَصَابَتْ مِنْهَا طَائِفَةٌ أُخْرَى إِنَّمَا هِيَ كِعْيَانٌ لَا تُمْسِكُ مَاءً وَلَا تُنْبِتُ كَلَأٌ فذلك مثل من فقه في من فقه في الدين في دين الله ونفعه ما بعث بعثنا الله به فعلم وعلم ومثل من لم يرفع بذلك رأسا ولم يقبل هدى الله الذي أرسلت به نعم and so we have when discussing the types of people that benefit from knowledge we have the example given by the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi And he mentions that example that Allah Ta'ala sent me or the example, that, the example of what Allah Ta'ala has sent me from guidance and knowledge is the example of the abundant rain that falls upon the earth. And from that is the earth which is Naqiyah that absorbs the water and brings about vegetation that brings about plants and vegetation and then you have the type of earth that holds the water and so Allah allows the people to benefit from it and they drink from it and they irrigate it and they use it for farming and then you have another type, which is the barren earth, which does when it does not absorb the water, and so no vegetation can grow from it. And so the example of the first is the one that has fit for deen, understanding in the deen, and has benefited from it. Has benefited from that which Allah Ta'ala sent me with. And so he learns it and he teaches it. <coughs> An example of the last is the one that gives no importance to this affair of knowledge. 
And so they do not raise their head towards that affair. That affair that they've been sent with. And so the Shaykh, he mentions that Nas Aqsam that people are of levels when it comes to the benefiting of knowledge. A kism minhum mithil arda tayyiba. Naam, the first example is that is the pure earth, the pure land, which is khayr. That vegetation and fruits come from it. And it's accepting of the water, it's absorbing of the water. And this is an example now of those that learn that memorize knowledge and have understanding in knowledge and they derive from the knowledge that they memorize and from the source the things that they memorize they derive from it rulings and creed and principles and they present it to the people so that the people may benefit from that as well. Then you have the Christmas time. Then you have the second time. These are the people that memorize. However, they do not possess that amount of fiqh. They don't possess the same amount of understanding. And this is an example of the earth that absorbs the water so that the people can benefit from it. The people can irrigate it and benefit from it. And this is similar to the statement of the, of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Rabbum Muballib, O Aman Sami, Fayyakul Kod Wa'a Shay'an Nakalahu Ila Ghayr, Hadha Muballib Kod Yakul Afkah Minhu. I saw the Messenger of Allah mentions that that is possible that the one that something reaches is more or has better understand, is greater in understanding than the one that is listening. So, it's possible a person hears something and transmits it to other than him. And the one that he's transmitted this information to, i.e. this nusus or this ilm to, they have greater understanding of the deen. They're afqah fi deen or afqah fi ilm. And so, due to the fact they have greater understanding, they are able to extract from it rulings. And extract from it issues and messiah. As for the one, as for the one that was relayed that information, then he has achieved that portion in accordance with the, uh, the statement of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi And you convey from me, and even if it is an ayah. And so this is the one who's the mabalik, this is the one who's conveying. Is that clear, Khwan? So the one that conveys, it's possible that he has heard something. However, due to the affair that he, Allah Ta'ala made have given him the tawfiq, to have greater understanding in that affair, he cannot 
extract a lot from it. You cannot extract rulings from it. You cannot extract principles from it. However, he hears this affair and he relays it to someone else. And the one that he relays it to has been given this greater understanding. And so when this reaches the one with greater understanding, they are able to extract that from it. This is the example of the second. Now, second type of land. The case of Thalith. And then the third, Rewaya. the third individual that doesn't have a narration, doesn't narrate now, nor does he extract anything from that. He doesn't memorize, nor does he seek to have understanding. He does not raise his head and give any importance to this affair of seeking knowledge. An affair of knowledge. <coughs> and this now is sad to say is the affair of the kafir or the affair of the ignorant Muslim that does not give importance to knowledge nor the deen and this is the example of the third type of earth and the shaykh he goes on to mention after that adab la yastagni anha talib al and the Shaykh goes to mention the Adab, the mannerisms that the Talib al Ilm must have. Now, some of the mannerisms that the Talib al Ilm must have. Wa fawa'id akulaha lakum. يقال أن العلم لابد فيه من حسن السؤال من الوسائل التي تقرب إليك العلم حسن السؤال اجعل سؤالك طيبا واجعله غير متعنت ولكن قصدك الاستفادة لا تأسأل تعنتا فإن العالم إذا أدرك أنك تتعنت في السؤال ولا تحسن السؤال قد يفيد قد لا يفيدك يرى أنك لست أهلا لأن تجاب فلا بد أن يرى عليك ملامح الرغبة من كلامك من سؤالك لمعرفة الحق وطلبه وهذا حسن السؤال so حسن السؤال the first affair mentioned here from the فوائد is asking a good question. That from the Talib al-Im that they should ask good questions. And this is from the means of a person drawing closer to knowledge. As the Shaykh mentions, make your question that which is a good one. And do not make it one which is excessive or missing any points or devoid of benefit. 
However, make sure that your cost, your intent, when asking that question is istifada. You want to benefit. And you don't want to ask for me <coughs> now excessiveness. For indeed, if the alim comes to notice that you're asking for this in this an excessive manner, then you may find that this will harm and be a means of harming the answer you may receive. That will have an effect upon the answer you may receive. And the alim may see that you're not someone that's befitting for any particular answer. So it's a must that when a person is asking a question that is that is portrayed and is clear that he has a desire to benefit from the answer. And there's a desire to seek the truth, have understanding, have knowledge of the truth. And he's seeking this by way of a good question. <coughs> Now, so the next question is that the person should be attentive and have husn al-istima' their listening should be a manner which is now in a good manner and so they're listening they're attentive and they're not like some people that answer or ask rather ask a question however they may show that they want to benefit within the question but then once the answer starts to come, they, they lose interest. Now they lose interest in what they're listening to. Rather, the person must be attentive at all times. Husnu istima. The next one, the Dalek, Ifad. La tasma'uha, thumma tarbiha. Dawinha, indak, fil kitab, wa fadha, fil kalbik. The second, the next thing mentioned is to memorize. Memorize. Do not listen to it and then just throw it away. Rather record it and write it down. Write it down in, that which book, in the book that you carry and then memorize it within your heart. Naam. Thumma yati ba'da dhalika ta'aleem tas'al su'al al-jayid then you have the affair of teaching. So you ask the good question. And then you're attentive and getting the answer. And you memorize it. Now, to the extent that you don't cause it to be wasted away. 
Then after that, you teach it. And you call to Allah. These, these are the means of a person attaining knowledge. These are the asbab, these are the means of a person can attain knowledge. ثُمَّ عَمَلْ هُوَ ثَمْرَةِ الْعِلْمِ كَمَا يُقُولُ بَخَارِي بَابَ الْعِلْمِ قَبْلَ قَوْلِ وَالْعَمَلِ تَعَلَّمَ لِتَعَلَّمْ لِتَقُولِ الْحَقِّ وَتَعَلَّمْ بِهَذَا الْعِلْمِ فَالْعِلْمِ هُوَ الْمَرْتَبَةِ الْأُولَى تَعَلَّمْ لِتَتَكَلَّمْ بِهَذَا الْعِلْمِ وَأَنْتَ عَلَى بَصِيرَةٍ منه إلى دعوة إلى الله إلى توجيه الناس إلى تعليم الناس وعمل لا بد أن يكون مطابقا للعلم الذي جاء به محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا بد أن يكون ناشئا عن العلم الذي جاء به محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم نعم and then we have the عمل the action the action upon that knowledge and the action upon the knowledge is the thamara, is the fruit of that ilm. As you have the statement of Bukhari, Rahimahullah, Bab, the chapter of ilm, knowledge, proceedings, speech, and action. So learn so that you may speak with the truth, and that you may act upon that knowledge. And so knowledge is the first level. And you learn in order for you to speak with that knowledge. And that you're speaking, when you're speaking, you're speaking upon basira, clear insight. And that you're acting upon that clear basira. And then you call upon that way, upon that clear basira as well. <coughs> and then that person goes on to call to Allah <coughs> in order to direct the people and teach the people. And it's a must that a person acts upon that affair of knowledge that the, that the message of Allah Muhammad Sallallahu came with. And it's a must that this ilm is now that a person speaks with this ilm that the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam came with. When discussing this thing here as well, on a side point, when discussing this affair here of da'wah and calling, then no doubt we're discussing it in relation to calling anyone, those that are close to you, even. And a person should not study knowledge and seek knowledge with the expectation that they are going to be a person giving durus in the masajid and muhadarat in the masajid and other than that. Or that they want to become a YouTube star they, they do these days. Now, that they seek a bit of knowledge and then they feel that they want to switch on the camera and they sit in front of the camera and they want to become a YouTube star. Now, Rather, even though it's upon that person to teach, begin with those that are in front of you. 
Begin with those that are before you in terms of your families. Teach your families, inform your families. Inform your people. Because when we go back to when we discuss the affair of the rihla fi talib al-ilm, the journey and traveling for the sake of knowledge, and we discuss what occurred in the time of the Messenger of Allah and the groups of people would come to him or an individual would come to him they would come to him, learn something and go back to their people and teach them now, there wasn't an expectation they had to go and teach every single individual they taught their people, their families they began with those that were closest to them informing them of the haqq making them aware of the haqq and this is the, these are the adab these are the affairs of mannerisms that a person must be upon. فَهَذِي مِنَ الْتُرُقَ الَّتِي تُسَاعِدُكُمْ عَلَى تَحْسِينَ الْعِلْمِ So these are the means that aid a person in attaining knowledge. حُسْنُ السُّعَالِ وَحُسْنُ الْإِسْغَاءِ وَالْفَحْمُ الدَّقِيقِ وَحِفْتُ وَالتَّعْلِيمِ لِأَنَّ التَّعْلِيمِ يَنَّمِّ الْعِلْمِ وَيَدْفَعَكَ إِلَى مَذَاكَرَ وَتَرْسِيخُ مَعْلُمَاتِ حَتَّى تُقَدِّمْ لِلنَّاسِ عِلْمًا نَافِعًا فَبِعَاذِهِ الْأَسْبَابِ يَنْمُ الْعِلْمُ وَيَزْدَادُ وَيَزْكُوهُ And so these are the means of a person attaining knowledge that they ask the good questions that they have a good and they are attentive when listening to the answer and they have a specific or they have precise understanding of what they are learning then they memorize and then they teach why because teaching is a means and draws a person closer to that knowledge and causes a person as well to revise that which they've learned now and to be firm in what they've learned in the ma'lumat in, in any affair that they've learned they want to be they need to be firm in that so that they can present this knowledge to the, pe- to the people that they are teaching. Now they can present it as the beneficial knowledge that it is. Now, and so due to this, due to these means, a person is able to attain knowledge and increase the knowledge as well. يعني يعمل ويتعلم ليقال فلان عالم فلان تصلي فلان يزكي فلان يتصدق هذا وبال محبط لأعمال فلا بد أن تراقب الله في طلب العلم وفي حفظه ووعيه وفهمه في تبليغه للناس وفي دعوة الناس إليه تريد بذلك كله وجه الله تعالى تبارك وتعالى وإلا مع الأسف يذهب حال الجهاد نعم and so this is an affair also upon the person is the affair of إخلاص and the person must be مخلص 
He must be sincere to Allah and bear in mind the maraqab that Allah Ta'ala is watching over him. Watching over that which he sits and that which he does. And watching over that which he is teaching. And what she's calling to. And all these things. And it's a must that a person is aware and beware of Riyah. So the one that acts or teaches, so it can be said that Fulan is an alim. Or so and so, he prays like this. Or so and so gives zakah. Or so and so gives charity. Then no doubt his actions will be lost by way of that. And so as a master, a person bears in mind that Allah Ta'ala is watching over him in his seeking of knowledge and in his memorization and his understanding and his conveying to the people and his calling the people. And that he wants by way of that the face of Allah. Uh, for not, for if this does not happen, then this jihad that uh, he's striving in seeking knowledge will go. We'll go with that. And we have the narration. Now the hadith. When the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in يعني هذا الذي عملت من أجل الحصل من أجله حصل تريد الثناء ومدح من الناس هذا الحصل وما لك شيء غيره نعم and so you have the hadith where the messenger of Allah through Allah suddenly mentions the first three people that we brought يوم القيامة to be judged upon from them is a man that is killed in war so he's brought forth and presented with his blessings until he has recognition of them, to the extent he has recognition of them. And he said, what did you do with them? And he says, I fought for your sake until the extent that I was killed. And they said to him, you, are li- you have lied. However, you fought, so it can be said that you are jari'un. That you're courageous. And indeed it was said. So we understand by way of a narration like this. Is that he came and he did an action. For the recognition of the people. For his recognition. And the thana. And the praise of the people. The madh of the people. And he achieved that. However he did not achieve anything outside of that. He not achieve anything other than that, to other than the praise of the people. And this was the reality of the individual. Now, 
This is the affair of ikhlas. There's a must that a person is upon ikhlas, and there's a shart, which is, no doubt, a condition which is asasi, a basis in their talab and in all the affairs of ibadah. Likewise, a person must be upon the way of the Messenger of Allah and avoid the newly invented affairs. As the Nabi sallallahu mentions, and be aware of the newly invented affairs. And so, a person must be aware of the newly invented affairs. When Rasulullah whoever newly invents an affair or something into my affair, then it is rejected. And so, the individual that worships Allah, so if he was to worship Allah night and day, but you worship Allah night and day upon innovation, then you are not increasing anything except from distance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it will not benefit you. Why? For indeed you have left off that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated. And you followed your desires, and you have not followed his Sharia. You have not followed his Sharia, rather you follow his desires. What Rasulullah kana fi kulli khutba, or fi kulli jul al khutb, yaqool amma baadu fi inna khair al hadithi kitab Allah wa khair al hadith hadith Muhammad wa sharr umur muhdufatuha wa kulla muhdufin bid'ah wa kulla bid'atin bid'atin dolala. Now, and so likewise the messenger of Allah will state in every single khutbah in every single address in the khutbah he will state and to proceed indeed the best the best of speech is the speech of Allah in the book of Allah and the best of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad and the most evil affairs are newly invented ones. And every newly invented affair is an innovation. Every innovation is a misguidance. So what does a person want and then want to achieve by way of these newly invented affairs and innovative practices and these, these misguidances? Man asaf al-shadi kathir min al-naas yaka'oon fil bid'a wa aqa'id aqadiyya wa min hajiyya fil ibadat wa ghayriha. Naam. Fu yunabbih fala yatanabbih. فينصح فلا يتنصح فلا ين فلا ينتصح فهذا والله من خذلان من علامة السعادة أنك تهرس على الحق 
وتبحث عنه وتفرح إذا نبحت على خطئك ورحم الله امرأ أهدى إلى عيوبه إنسان يهدي لك خطأك يبين لك خطأك أنك تيسر في طريق الضلال وعياذ بالله تيسر على غير منهج الله وعلى غير صراط الله عز وجل نعم and so it's sad نعم you find the people they find they fall into much innovation whether it be innovation in creed or innovation in their manhaj innovation in their in their methodology or the worship and so they have no they have no um, qualms or issues with bringing attention to bringing people attention to other people or bringing things to the people's attention rather however they do not bring things attention to their own attention they don't look at their own self <coughs> they don't have no, they have no harm when they come to advising others however they do not accept or bring any advice however <coughs> this is from absolute betrayal indeed that rather from the signs of a person are having happiness and having happiness in their deen is that they are seeking and they are eager and steadfast to be upon the haq. They are eager and steadfast to be upon the truth. And they seek the truth. And they are happy when uh, any error that they are upon is brought to their attention. For indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has had mercy upon the individual that is guided and directed towards his errors. For indeed he's been guided towards those errors and it has been made, made, been made and clarified to him that which he's fallen into by way of the tariq of the land. There has been clear to him and the way that he was upon was a way of misguidance. This is a rahmah from Allah when it's made clear to him as an opportunity for him to leave that off. And traverse upon the correct manhaj. As Allah Ta'ala states, Allah Ta'ala mentioned, and this is my path, my way, my straight path. So follow it. And do not follow the other paths. That may cause you to split away from his way. Either way, the Salat Mustaqim of Allah. This is what he's advised you with. So that you may be upon this affair of piety. And this Salat, this path, is that which is found in the book of the Sunnah. And the commands and the prohibitions and the affairs of creed. And that we've been informed of. And the affairs that Allah Ta'ala has promised and threatened with. And everything else like that. All of that is the surat of Allah. It's the path of Allah. They believe in it. And act upon it. <coughs> Rather they act upon that which they are able. They are not able to. And none. لا تستطيع أن تعمل بكل ما شرعه الله. 
And if a person is not able to act upon everything that Allah has legislated, then the fear of Allah is as much as you're able. and so a person should strive to do everything that Allah Ta'ala has legislated and strive in uh, Naam, should strive in performing the actions that have been legislated by Allah from the creed and the worship and if a person has or feels that they are harmed by way of this or they are not able to do so they're restricted then Allah Ta'ala will excuse an individual for that as for the one that leaves off something from the legislation and he merely follows his desires then this is the path that will cause an individual to traverse towards destruction so a person should learn ta'alam salat al-mustaqim they should learn that which is the salat al-mustaqim and they should seek from Allah the hidayah, the guidance toward that salat al-mustaqim and being eager and steadfast in seeking knowledge of that and so this is the affair that is mentioned here in relation to the talab al-ilm and this is a conclusion alhamdulillah of the affairs of just some of the main issues mentioned here by Shaykh Rabi'i Hafidhullah in relation to this hadith of the one that Allah Ta'ala was good for that he gives his understanding in the religion and how this, how this affair is manifest and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala knows best Jazakumullah khayra wa barakullahu feekum wa sallallahu wa barak ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam